Hi guys, this is Vikash Agarwal for Bluewheel Mining, featuring Bitcoin mining with renewable energy through Ordinal's community involvement. I am here on Edge of NFT, my favorite podcast. Stay tuned. Keep listening. Hi, NFT curious listeners. Stay tuned for today's episode to learn how Blue Wheel Mining is creating easier access to Bitcoin mining, delivering daily Bitcoin rewards via ordinals. Plus, how Netflix is the perfect edge of NFT green room show for guests no matter where they are in the world. And finally, hear more about the Secret Service's not-so-secret NFT collection that is unfortunately not for sale. All that and more. But before we move on, we are actually launching a new podcast, Edge of AI. Snap into your safety belt. Prepare to explore the depths of the rapidly expanding AI universe. Episodes are important dispatches featuring hyper-relevant reports from pilots, pioneers, and passengers aboard the AI rocket ship. We're exploring the latest use cases and developments in AI, hear from experts building the tech, and learn how the disruptive force is transforming industries and society. We're launching August 2nd with an incredible launch party in LA. Look out for ways to get your ticket. Make sure to subscribe in advance by heading over to edgeofai.xyz. Follow us on LinkedIn as edgeofai and Twitter as edgeof underscore AI. All right, we'll see you over there. Welcome to the Edge of NFT, the podcast created by Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger, the podcast that brings you the top 1% of Web3 today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts of the business side and also the human element about Web3 is changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Today's sponsored episode features Blue Wheel, an initiative leveraging ordinals and renewable energy to form the globe's largest and most profitable decentralized mining operation, controlled by the people. Vikash Agarwal is a business leader, philanthropist, and advisor. His career highlights include a time as partner at Illuminati Digital Capital, a $50 million fund based out of the Mideast. Now at the helm of Blue Wheel Mining as CEO, Vikash continues to innovate in the field. Blue Wheel Mining isn't your standard operation. Uh, This project concentrates on creating a Bitcoin mining setup, BTC mining setup, underpinned by renewable energy, ensuring a cost-efficient and eco-friendly power source. Their community operates over 3,000 existing BTC ASIC miners and have acquired and installed 400 ASIC pods to extend their renewable energy mining reach to support the ordinal community. By investing in renewable energy infrastructure, they're paving the way for greater mining capacity expansion. As they harness the power of renewables, they are contributing positively to the environment, reducing mining costs, and planning to further broaden their operations with additional miners and a private data center. Vikash, welcome to Edge of NFT. Thank you, guys. Yeah, we know it's a little bit late on your end, and we appreciate your flexibility to have this conversation about the exciting stuff that you're working on. We're really glad to have you on the show. So it's been a pleasure to be here. I've been looking, so we met at NFTs, and I've been looking ahead to be on this show. So thank you for inviting me, brother. Thank you for bringing me to this show. So, Vikash, it was great to sort of meet you at NFT New York, and we shared sort of how we're always trying to push the edge of what's possible and innovation, tell those stories, and naturally what you're doing jumped out at us. So excited to learn more about yourself and Blue Whale Mining and how you're revolutionizing BTC mining 
can you kind of start from the beginning, who you are, and then what Blue Whale is all about? I would start with my past. So I'd been a steel industrialist in the past, so which was a really energy-consuming uh, industry. And during COVID time, after COVID, uh, Bitcoin was something which started making me more attracted to it. So this gave me a overall scenario of this Bitcoin as a seventh property rather than taking up as a speculating asset. So that's what made me too much interested in this coin mining and Bitcoin stuff. I started with GPU mining, with Ethereum mining a year, and then we switched over to Bitcoin mining. So currently in last three years, we have expanded to 10 megawatts of mining operation with uh, 3000 ASIC miners. When we do Bitcoin mining, we see there are certain challenges in Bitcoin mining. So Bitcoin mining is basically the Web2 part of Web3 world. So it is an old traditional industrial business. So it's nothing, I would say it's like a traditional industrial business where you put on your server, which works with electricity, the people who take care of repair and maintenance. The servers are connected to a Bitcoin network, which solves the algorithm, participates in blocks, and you get Bitcoin mining as a reward. So Bitcoin mining uh, being the most important part of the entire blockchain ecosystem is still kind of, it's still uh, in the web to world. So we are trying to bring Bitcoin mining to the DeFi, to the ordinals, to blockchain. So how does it happen? So we fractionalize the high rate. Again, when we talk about cloud mining, the cloud mining has certain kind of, may have certain kind of double spending problem. You you cannot track how much hash rate are being sold in the cloud mining. Is there a double spending? Where are the miners? What are the live links? NFTs and ordinals makes it possible for auditing the hash rate issued, the number of hash rates being issued. So it makes us easy to give the explanation of business what we are doing if, when we come to the community. So we're coming up with Bitcoin mining ordinal. So initially we are planning on Polygon, but that includes a lot of challenge because you get BTC, you convert to WBTC, you bridge it to Polygon and you then send it. So it's really interesting because you're talking about a lot of things that normally people don't talk about in one sentence, right? BTC yeah. mining, merging over to Polygon, ordinals, all these things didn't fit together as far as I can tell, even six months or a year ago. And you're sort of building some bridges here across Web3 that are uncharted waters. So that's really cool. Yeah. So the activity on BRC20 few months back made us come on Bitcoin chain and to work on ordinals where Bitcoin get airdropped directly to the ordinals wallet holder. So that makes the process very simple, cost saving. And being Bitcoin miners, we want to be loyal to Bitcoin mining network. So we're coming with uh, 2,300 ordinal NFTs backed by 400 ASIC miners. The miners have already been set, so we are not looking to raise one to set up the miners. Anyone buying NFTs start getting the Bitcoin ROI in 24 hours of buying the NFTs. So we'll be launching NFTs maybe this month end. Yeah, so let me add a few things there, right? So Josh was kind of yeah. alluding to it, but you're going away from the traditional Bitcoin mining piece. Now, you kind of talked about it through the cloud and making sure there's not double spend. But one of the ways that you describe it differently is called the blue whale mining, like as a term. And you were kind of going into it and you dove into how you're now going into the, the ordinal side of it. But there's two kinds of people listening to this right now. There's people who understand the Bitcoin mining world and there's those yeah. who don't. So for those 
who don't necessarily understand, can you just break it down a little bit more of how is it that you're taking this unique approach to now even delving? Well, how is it your own unique approach just from a mining aspect? And then what is this extra DeFi awesomeness that you're bringing with the world of ordinals? The mining effect is we take care of mining operations and the mining operations are made live on the website where you can see how many machines are working through a third-party watcher link or to third-party pool link like Binance Pool or Ant Pool. So we'll make the uh, when we make this live, you can track uh, numbers of miners working, what numbers of ASIC pods online, live, active. You may get one inactive when something gets faulty. You can track the production of Bitcoin yesterday's, today's, which which are shared from third-party pool, not from our side. So that makes it more transparent. And it's a simple, we are not doing anything rocket science, so we are not making any false promises for ROI. It's, we are just bringing Bitcoin ecosystem to community to be part of it. Bitcoin mining has challenges like you need to have minimum investment, you need to look up the legality of the countries, you need to pay taxes, you need to import machines legally, find out the authenticated center to set up the miners or have your own legal mining, Bitcoin mining center, repair and maintenance. So it's a full-time job, it's not a part-time job. So we basically say you just buy ordinals, we take care of your miners and you get your Bitcoin rewards every day. I know you guys are really on board with the decentralized themes here that come with Web3 and that's sort of the future that you envision as well through a novel mining model. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? We fractionalize the hash rate of the mining operations. Again, when we talk about the fractionalizing of hash rate, we don't say that you get a certain hash rate. So we assign 400 for the current ordinals. So for, for the current ordinals, we may have 400 ASIC miners, it's S19J Pro 120 Terahash machines, the model what we talk about. So you may have 400 machines working, you may get five machines faulty. So the 395 production, the 395 get divided equally among the ordinals NFT of batch one. So it becomes more decentralized because whatever the production com- comes is live. The Bitcoin production, the Bitcoin comes from the mining pool, goes directly to the NFT holders. So Obviously, the mining operation is being controlled by on the back end. We'll be giving audit reports and everything on quarterly basis, the miners and all this stuff. But community involvement brings it to DeFi. So just think about you invested a thousand dollar RNFT is five hundred fifty dollars. Just think about you invested five hundred fifty dollars in NFT, and you get a certain share of hash rate of Bitcoin. Now, when you're in DeFi, you stake your NFTs and you lend. $400 against it, then you, you just have an investor of $150. And so this is only possible when community working towards it. So we're trying to bring Bitcoin mining to community. Bitcoin mining has been part of large investors or HNIs or we call whales. So we are trying to make community whales now. Yeah, in a lot of ways, you're decentralizing something that's been relatively reserved to a smaller population of folks that participated in sort of this aspect of the blockchain economy. And yeah, I mean, buying miners is not only expensive, but it's complicated. What one do you buy? When do you buy it? Is it going to work? Does it have a warranty? These are all sort of concerns that people have when they've looked into miners. And I know it can be overwhelming. So what you guys are doing in terms of daily Bitcoin rewards is pretty novel. Could you talk a little bit more about how that mechanism actually works? We have miners set up 
then the miners are connected to a mining pool usually mining work like the binance pool and pool you have luxor you have foundry so miners are connected to a certain mining pool the mining pool sends bitcoin reward to to the wallet so we we are creating a smart contract on ordinals with a formalization where bitcoin goes to the ordinals wallet ordinals smart contract there will be a deduction of electricity charges automatically based on the tera hash or peta hash used by the miners and a management charge so obviously we we would be charging a management fee of 10% and the rest btc saved would be immediately distributed to nft holders and it will go to the, it will automatically be pushed to nft holders wallet i mean it's pretty special so back when we were you know meeting and talking to tnyc what was really cool about the way that you were going about this was giving your everyday person access to bitcoin mining most people have heard of bitcoin mining don't necessarily have the expertise to or the funds to go and buy a whole miner set it up and even know what to do if somehow your miner goes offline and everything else that that deals with this but you have a good team you've been able to set this up you now have ways that people can buy an ordinal and, and get access to this but to set all this up you need a really great team so can you give us a little bit of information on the team you've been able to create to help put all this together Bitcoin mining team for Bitcoin mining we already have our team last three years we have hardware engineers working on it we have a set of seven to eight hardware engineers who keep on watching links we have set of people who take over the case for repair and maintenance of the devices especially for NFT holders for ordinal sorry because we were we were early on NFT so it will take time for me to catch up the ordinal world so for ordinal we have been working on this for last one year almost technically I have been an investor. I invest in more than 150 projects, and I'm not a blockchain technical guy. So I started almost last year August with this plan of coming up with Bitcoin mining NFTs. Then we have been working for one year, one year for finding the right team for marketing, right team for designing, right technical team because we need to be very safe with the technical part, attending a lot of conferences, meeting people, selecting people. So finally, we have a financial studio from Singapore who is working on the blockchain with us. So they. have come up they have already been part of two gaming projects have a good marketing team like we i have uh, mush was a part of one of the nft projects for marketing on part of advisors uh, for security we have amalia glocher so amalia basically advise on the security part for uh, entire smart contract we are talking to interesting company they basically implement the smart contract They they have a platform on ordinals where you can implement your smart contract. Where then you don't need to take care much about security because they take care of it. They also working with a lending like decentralized lending uh, projects. They're working with Bitcoin DeFi ordinal lending projects. So we are trying to integrate all these things together for a common solution for the people. So initially we are coming up with ordinals, then we'll be coming up with Bitcoin DeFi. tied up with the third party then we'll be coming up with ordinal lending a lot of products coming up uh, we, we are talking to yield solution so people having bitcoin in the wallet will have multiple options to do so it's basically we are making the life easy we are working for them giving them all the solutions whatever they want to do excellent it's been great learning about what you guys are up to here would love to know a little bit about what the roadmap looks like going forward any interesting plans in the works partnerships other things that are worth mentioning so we have the roadmaps on the website but i'll say we the first roadmap is setting up 400 miners it has been achieved now we'll be launching a ordinal we'll be performing for 2 3 months where community gets 
happy with the ROIs. We are very happy with the ROIs, but come, we need to taste that. Then we'll be coming up with NFT lending solution, NFT staking solutions, NFT, NFT staking solutions, and NFT renting solution as well. NFT renting is very much available on Ethereum, Polygon, and Solana, but on Ordinals, we are looking for it. Someone will be coming up with it, but that's an interesting solution as well. Like you have NFT and you're not happy with the returns. You can, you have Ordinals, you're not happy with the returns. You can lend your Ordinals to someone for a year. The Bitcoin revenue goes to them and after a year, you get your Ordinals back and you start getting your revenue. So that's again a use case for a Ordinals, what we are looking at. Then we'll be again setting up 1200 miners in the next lot. We then we'll be setting up 1800 miners on the third phase. Apart from this, we'll also be tying up a lot of traditional HNIs and funds to set up the miners. So the clear focus is on Bitcoin mining and making it big. Yeah. Very cool. And I guess just taking a step back, you've been in this space for a long time and you've seen a lot of innovation intersect with your world. Is there any sort of other projects that you're particularly excited about happening in the space right now that you have your eyes on? I have my eyes on BRC20 network. Now there's a lot of activities happening there. So you don't have currently a BTC Bitcoin directly lending solution. So normally when we mine, we don't sell our Bitcoin in case we want to create a liquidity. We take Bitcoin and we take some fund against it and pay our electricity invoices or use it for expenses. So what do we do? We don't believe in selling Bitcoin. So the current procedure, what we follow is we convert BTC to WBTC, then we chain it to Ethereum or Polygon, and then we go to Aave or Compound or any DeFi, and we stake it there. But technically, WBTC is an alternative to BTC on the chain. So BTC is the only decentralized part. So you, I hope that there are few projects like Liquidium and one or two projects, Bitcoin Frontier Front has been heading them and helping them. So are coming about Bitcoin network. Those would be community-driven. It's a real community-driven Bitcoin DeFi. You have Bitcoin Bank coming in. So I will not name it because I don't know if they want me to tell on the podcast. You have a Bitcoin Bank coming on BRC20. You have Ordinals Lending Protocol coming on BRC20. So it's getting BRC20 and Ordinals is getting very, very attractive. DeFi for the world of Bitcoin. Yeah, exciting times. It's always interesting to talk to some Bitcoin maxis and like hearing some of the things they're excited about. And I'm like, you realize you're talking about DeFi now, right? And so it's just cool to see the the conversation expanding and get more lively. So cool stuff, man. You have questions about blockchain? Like how big of a block can you chain without throwing out your back? Or if you received that chain letter, how did you block it? And does blockchain taste better, barbecued, or deep fried? (laughs) Luckily, you don't have to ponder these quandaries alone anymore, because Blockchain Training Alliance is here to answer them, and also train you in real-world blockchain issues that will impact your business's bottom line and oriented future forward along the ley lines of the most important tech humanity has perfected since harnessing atomic energy. If you're into those sorts of things, Blockchain Training Alliance is a top leader in the field, counting among its clients IBM, Microsoft, Disney, Morgan Stanley, and many more, and offering a wide array of technical and non-technical courses. Whether you're a computer neophyte training for an incredible career in this new space, or a coding expert honing your skills, Blockchain Training Alliance will help you steer your ship home safely, filled with treasure. Arg. So hurry and sign up for the Blockchain Training Alliance course that best fits your needs at blockchaintrainingalliance.com. Use discount code EDGEOF for 50% off and start your next block today. 
All right. Yeah. Thanks for all that. I think it's time for quick hitters, which is always fun. And I love quick hitters with folks that come from different backgrounds and parts of the world because we always learn unique cultural things as well. So Edge Quick Hitters is a fun and quick way to get to know you a bit better, Akash. There are 10 questions. We're looking for just a short, single, or few word response. But yeah, feel free to expand if you get the urge. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Number one, what is the first thing you remember ever purchasing in your life? I remember purchasing the GPUs for setting up my mining career. So early 2020, before the COVID started. That was like your very first purchase in life. So you yeah, like... so that was my very first purchase and I was very excited. So an entire setup by my hand, I said I bought a motherboard. I set up eight GPUs, setting up with the motherboard and starting for the mining for the first time. So initially I planned to just learn and set up 2030 GPUs. And in a month's time, it was so exciting and ROI was so good. I ended up with 500 GPUs. <laughs> It was a small office and then the entire, I had to shut down the entire operation for three months because I didn't know anything about airflow management. <laughs> then wow. I had to get some guys to come in and do airflow management. Hashtag lifetime miner, Ethan. Yeah. yeah. I'm also guessing he thinks you were asking what was the first crypto purchase. <laughs> Next question. And this is actually throughout your whole life. So feel free to reach back all the way. What's the first thing you remember ever selling in your life? It could be crypto, non-crypto. I would talk about crypto because I mined Ethereum and I sold almost eight, my Ethereum at $800 to buy Bitcoin miners during 2021. So then I'm not going to forget any time. So I sold an Ethereum push for $4,000. I fucking shit. I could have waited for the month. <laughs> Question number three, Josh, you want to hit that one? Yeah, yeah, of course. What is the most recent thing you purchased? Most recent thing I purchased, I just bought ASIC miners. So I just got 100 miners last week. So the most recent, yeah. All right. Those are the new top of the line ones? Yeah. So now we are setting up S19J120 terahertz. So the latest one. All right. Nice new shiny car for you, your version of a car. What is the most recent thing you sold? Recently, I didn't sell anything as such. Maybe I I sold... I keep Bitcoin to pay me the invoices. As such, I did not sell anything. I'll be recently selling ordinals. Yeah. So you sold some ordinals recently? No, I did not sell. So we, we will be launching. So as such, I didn't sell anything as of now. So it sounds like you will be selling some stuff soon, though. So we'll have to yeah. check back in a couple of weeks. But okay, here's another one for you. What would you consider your most prized possession? I would say... The most prized position would be my commitment, my focus, my dedication. When you talk about values and in monetary terms, obviously my Bitcoin, what I hold as a good value position. So if you could buy anything in the world right now, we're talking digital, physical, service, experience, anything that's currently for sale, what would it be? I would love to buy the distressed mining centers being sold around the world, but I don't have so much money to buy. So... Interesting to see U.S. having so many distressed mining lo locations being sold now at the total price. Yeah. All right. Question number seven. If you could pass on one of your personality traits to the next generation, what would it be? Innovation, adaptability, talk about being disciplined, dedicated, and hard work is something I would like to pass to the next generation. All right. And the flip side... 
if you could eliminate one of your personality traits from the next generation, what would that be? To be honest, I get very impatient. So I would basically ask uh, the next generation to be patient, patientful, and not be greedy. I get greedy sometimes, so that's fine. Yeah, it's easy to do, and it's a good thing to sort of... You don't want anyone to call you Scrooge McDuck, right? That's yeah. not a label that anyone wants. So you, you buy you, you buy a token, token goes 20x, you wait. And obviously, it's going to go 100x, and at the end, it comes back to 5x, and you say, <laughs> so don't be crazy, be disciplined. Yeah, it's play the long game. What did you do yeah. just before joining us on the podcast? I was too late, yes, I was watching Netflix, yeah. This is part of the time. Nice. Was yeah. this an Indian show or a U.S. show? I'm watching the series Suit. So I was watching that. Yeah. What was the series? Suit. S-U-I-T-S. Suits. Oh, oh yes. yeah. Suits yeah. Yes. Interesting. Awesome. Right? My, yeah, my wife popular. has been binge so watching. My, my daughter like watching for so me and my daughter. We were watching together. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And um, I think I know the answer to this question. But what are you going to do next after the podcast? I have a call with my marketing guy. So he said me after the podcast, please call me and give me updates. So he was just calling. So that's why the call got disconnected. So I talked to him most. So. And then I assume going back to sleep at some point. <laughs> yeah. So for the last five, seven days, I've been, because we have been working on launching. So, and uh, most is based in the US. So we have been talking late night. I've been sleeping at two to three and waking up early. So that's fine. Yeah, long days in the world of global blockchain businesses, for sure. Oh, yeah. but, but it's good. In the day, day, I focus on mining business, and the night, I focus on marketing. So that's fine. So I distribute the work. Yeah. So you are clearly a person that is dedicated to hard work, discipline, and everything else. And so for the bonus question today, I'm sure you've gotten some really powerful advice back in the day. So what is the best advice you've ever received that you want to share with all of us today? The best advice ever received. It's a good question. I never thought about it. It's a tough question as well. So the best advice to take up. There are different kinds of advices what I have received from parents, from my friends. The best advice I would say, be honest, be yourself, and do your best. Hey there, NFT Space Cadet. Let's zoom in on the globe from outer space today to Abbott Kinney Boulevard in Venice Beach, LA. Let me show you a cosmic tech beacon that shines out among the bustle of fashion, art, and food there. It's a thriving software dev, data science, and design studio known as AE Studio, where scores of the sharpest minds have come together to help founders and execs create software and machine learning solutions that are not only profitable and increase our agency as humans, but that give us that warm, fuzzy feeling that elegant tech so wonderfully does. AE's breadth of talent allows them to build anything from instillvideo.com it's a health, fitness, and wellness app that makes your chakras tingle to award-winning brain-computer interface solutions that could quite literally bend our minds. Oh, and keep an eye out for Token Runners, their NFT white-label marketplace, as well as our highly anticipated NFT drop, Boomer NFT. Now, for all you DGENs who strive to shed the cummerbund and pearls comes a jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring partnership not seen since the heyday of Shaq and Kobe, it's called Edge of AE Studio, and you can find out all about it at edgeofae.com. 
That's right, this full-service soup to nuts, end-to-end, whole enchilada NFT service can help you, yes you Randy, launch your NFT project. Edge of NFT and AE Studio have come together like Voltron to get your project in gear so you can hightail it straight to the moon, stardom, and maybe even your own private yacht. Go to edgeofae.com to find out more. That's edgeofae.com. Actual results may vary depending on moon landing location, domain of stardom, scale and model of yacht, as well as weather scale model of yacht or actual yacht. Now it's time for the Edge of NFT game time here with PlaySwoops.com. It's a sponsor segment that has us managing the Edge of NFT travelers on a mission to win the Swooper Bowl, playing along with a game called Swoops, which is an online sort of supersized version of fantasy basketball where you can have your own teams and coach them and trade players as NFTs, stuff like that. We are actually coming to the halfway point of this season, and that means Soups has been putting on their all-star challenges. But before we get into that, let's check out the power ranking real quick to see what teams right now are performing the best. Let me do a quick screen share on that to give you guys an idea of what's going on. All right, so here's the top 10 as we speak right now. We're looking at the Star Gods as number one, Knights of D-Gen number two, Three, Swish Beats, King of the Duck, four, Boston Blockchains, number five. Josh, you can at least be proud that Boston's being represented in the top five. And we do know some of the Knights of Dijon's crew. We're not on the list, but we've been trying our best. The Globetrotters are rounding out the top 10 at the bottom here. Our team, the Travelers, have actually won against them. That is good for us. And as we mentioned, we're at the halfway point through the season. Every season, the team over at Soups looks through the teams and their players searching for the best of the best for an all-star squad. In that case, the team then creates an eight-team tournament comprised of 40 all-star swoopsters, 16 guards, 16 forwards, and eight centers. No more than one swoopster team is eligible to make the final cut, so any teams with two really good players only have the opportunity to send one to the all-star game. Richard, hey, tell us about how people can find out if their player made the cut and what they get. Yeah, so those 40 swoopsters selected will be announced as all-stars on a Twitch live stream event happening on Friday, July 7th at 3 p.m. Eastern time on twitch.tv backslash play swoops. Eight team owners within the swoops community will earn the right to be all-star captains by finishing first or second in four designed in-season all-star captain challenges, three of which have already taken place. The fourth and final all-star captain challenge is live Though, and there's still a chance to win some cash and post on a team. So owners with a player that makes the all-star team will get $75. If at the end of the tournament, your player is on a winning all-star team, you'll receive an additional $100. And finally, the winning coach of the team who wins the tournament will get $150. All great opportunities you need to go and check out. So again, this last challenge is ending July 7th at 12 p.m. Eastern time. And Swoops is looking for the player comes out with the biggest sum based on the equation shown below. So if you're looking for Swoopster's first 10 games, and will make three pointers plus made free throws and subtract them from the total the players miss threes and free throws to come up with the final deciding tally. If you think you have a player with a high-end rating based on that equation, now is the time to get in there for your chance to win some cash and get a spot on the Swoopster's All-Star Team Tournament. Josh, tell us about what happens after the live stream on Friday and announce the winning teams and their players. 
Yeah, so eight teams will be chosen based on these all-star challenges. And those eight owners will actually get a chance to compete against each other in a snake draft where the draft order will be randomized. Those owners and their teams full of swoopster all-stars will compete in the final $150 prize challenge. So it's all very exciting. And I got to say, guys, I am a little bit sad that this is sort of the last official segment around Play Swoops. We'll, of course, be playing with our team and having fun. And I want to thank the Swoops team for giving us this opportunity to participate in a really special, sophisticated, simulated basketball game on the blockchain using NFTs. You guys just keep innovating in all the right ways. And I want to thank our community for engaging with us on this adventure. Any other closing parting words, Ethan? Oh, yeah, for sure. I just have to second that. It's been really fun. It's also been fun to see them making like new endeavors and improvements throughout our time playing swoops, you know, lots of new stuff that they're pulling out and making it more and more fun and improving this sort of user engagement experience. Uh, I'm loving it. So yeah, everyone should get over to playswoops.com to learn more or check out their page on Twitter at playswoops. You got the 7th of July, the All-Stars are announced, the 7th, the 11th of July, the All-Star Draft, the 13th All-Star Tournament. Good luck making the team. We will see you over there. The team over at playswoops.com was great to work with and was a ton of fun sharing our experiences playing Web3 basketball. Anytime over there, you get a chance to put in a code. That's us, Edge of NFT. Don't forget to represent as part of our community. All right. I think we got a little bit of time for hot topics now. Should we do it, guys? Yeah, let's hit a few. Let's hit number one here. Kendall Jenner judges... An NFT competition. So fashion models, Kendall Jenner and Kate Moss, musician, Jay Belvin, artist, Jeff Koons, and filmmaker Boz Luhrmann are among the celebrities set to serve on a panel that will select winning pieces of digital art to feature in an upcoming NFT collection, which is being organized to benefit Foundation for AIDS Research, AMFAR. It's also like an interesting crew to pull together. Jeff Koons hanging out with Kendall Jenner and judging an NFT collection. I find it fun like to see who's involved in this kind of market, right? Where where things are, they're sort of like jumping up and down a little bit. They've been down, they're moving up. But this sounds like kind of like a serious thing going on. What are you guys' thoughts? Yeah, well, I mean, look... Did you uh, get invited to that panel, Josh? I did not. No, no, missed that invite, but all good. Have been to plenty of Web3 events the last few months and more coming up. I think it's interesting about Jeff Koons. I just saw a documentary about him. I mean, obviously, just someone that has really pushed the envelope of artistic expression for many years. I mean, some of his sculptures have ended up costing millions of dollars just to create them. And he has a whole team. And he's been pretty thoughtful about this moon collection that he's doing. I know that wasn't the focus of the article, Ethan, but I did want to mention, if anyone's interested, check out this Moon Phases collection, which Jeff did last year. And it actually tied a sculpture to an NFT and he sent it off to the moon. So another interesting judge here, not just Kendall Jenner. The only thing I was going to add was uh, what's really cool about this space around NFTs. When we went to Outer Edge LA and some of the other events throughout the years, and you're around these creatives, Two things kind of bring it together. It's the the expression of arts and then philanthropy. And then when you merge those two together, you get some really cool people in the same room going after really cool initiatives, which in this case was the benefit 
uh, the foundation of AIDS research. So finding those things that really bring people together that people can be fired up about, but then also talk about innovative things on how technology is continued to elevate forward through NFTs and other artistic values. Uh, I still am super bullish on like where all of this is headed. Yeah. And I'll just mention that point. I was having a conversation yesterday with someone about sort of what's going to ignite sort of the U.S. market most with sort of Web3. And I think, you know, their point was social impact. We saw a lot of social impact companies come to Outer Edge and, and be part of the conversation. And recently I interviewed someone high up in Fidelity Trust that did a huge social impact project with a bunch of artists and it was very successful. So we had a conversation here with Vakash about renewable energy infrastructure. And I think all these topics about making the world greener and a more positive place, these are great tie-ins to Web3 and sort of community building. Indeed. There's a callback here, I remember, to sort of some of the early big name NFT or newsmaking sort of NFT sales. I've been components where people are sort of experimenting with the technology and there's just situations where the fact that the funds purchasing an NFT go for something for the good, right? Kind of sidesteps the question of, is this something that has some sort of long-term sort of flippable value or something like that? And it, the questions oftentimes come back down to, there's digital ownership involved. There's a piece of art that people treasure. And there's that sort of initial recognition of the moment of calling attention to some important issue or something like that. So you see that as a trend. Yeah. Ethan, do we have time for one more? I think let's hit the Secret Service one. I think that's interesting. Secret Service has an NFT collection and no, it's not for sale. And probably I would guess they already have confiscated some NFT collections as well at this point, but they've shed more light on their bizarre non-fungible token collection sitting on OpenSea. So they have one on OpenSea. Apparently we have to go check that out. First revealed during a Reddit AMA on May 16th, agents answered questions from members of the R Cryptocurrency subreddit. Until this time, not much of an explanation was provided. But at this point, agents from San Francisco field office, known as the Digital Assets Technology Alliance Data Squad, said they wanted to better understand how NFTs works. So the analyst, the forensic financial analyst there, Andrew Frey, the agent who spearheaded the AMA, said it serves as a forward-facing example of the agency's interest to the broader crypto ecosystem. The squad is a subunit of the SF field office, and they deal specifically with crypto-related crimes. And what they said is the Alfonso Speed, the special agent, said that everyone from the data squad had their own unique entity, each one being specifically personalized to each field agent. So in this particular case, it seems like a learning exercise, right? In order to learn about something, you've got to kind of play around with it and, and get your hands dirty. And also, of course, this calls back to another recent news item we talked about. I think it was the German Secret Service or something like that, that had a way of kind of locating smart agents they had to discover some like hidden nfts we had to solve some special puzzles and stuff like that so yeah i was thinking about that one too ethan it was a recent convo we had obviously i think they're being pretty conservative by not selling these things i think that sort of opens up all sorts of questions and probably concerns when you're dealing with the secret service but Kudos for them for getting their hands dirty and getting involved in the process of creating these things. I think we know regulation is coming across the overall blockchain space, and we don't necessarily know how that will shift things with NFTs yet. 
But education is where it all begins. That's why we do the show. That's why we do our conference and events. And I think the best way to learn is to try something. And we want everyone to get comfortable with using this technology. And there's probably not that many people in the world still that have actually gone through the whole process of minting an NFT. So I think it's pretty cool. Indeed it is. Shall we move on to the next segment, guys? Let's do it. Let's hit it. All right. Up next, we want to take a minute to check in with you, Vikash. And just uh, before we wrap here, see if there's anybody that you'd like to shout out in the global community, in your local community, maybe someone like to shout out on Twitter, a person or an organization you might have a special connection with. Anybody come to mind? Yeah. So shout out for Edge of the NFTs. Thank you guys for hosting me, taking the time out, working out with me. Shout out for Blue Wheel team, my entire hardware team, my marketing team, Blue Wheel Mining Advisors team for advising me and handling me for years for our designers, website designers team. And shout out for the crypto crowd community. So when they know crypto crowd, we have a group of crypto crowd. So shout out for the crypto crowd. Great. Thanks a lot for sharing those. Appreciate that. Always a fun time to find out about interesting projects that people might know about. And we got that awesome right back at you uh, shout out that we don't often get back to the Edge of NFT team. So thanks for that. All right. We're just about to wrap here, but you always have to know where listeners can go to learn more about you and the projects you're working on. Where would you say websites and socials? You can go to www.bluevillmining.com. So you can find the entire links for Discord, for Telegram, for Twitter. There you have all the information on the website. Yeah. Excellent. So Making it easy for us. B-L-U-E-W-H-E-L-M-I-N-I-N-G.com. Bluewheelmining.com. Yeah, that's easy. Appreciate it. And it does seem like we do have a note here about a potential giveaway, a little whitelist opportunity. And so we'll put our details out on the socials on how people can get involved there. Anything else to say about that, Vikash? I'm happy to give away 10 white listings. We, we just have 2,300 uh, ordinals. So happy to share. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much. Okay. We have reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs for today. Thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventurers on the Starship. So invite your friends, recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to Spotify or iTunes right now. Rate us and say something awesome. Then go to edgevnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. Look us up on all major social platforms by typing edge of NFT with no spaces and start a fun conversation with us online. Lastly, we have a new podcast we're launching by the 2nd of August, and you can pre-subscribe for that. It's called Edge of AI. Yes, we're delving into the AI territory. If you want to learn more or subscribe, you can go to edgeofai.xyz and you can look us up on LinkedIn at Edge of AI, as well as Twitter, Edge of underscore AI. Make sure you get those follows in early before we launch so you can get on board the rocket ship before it takes off. Lastly, be sure to turn in next time for more great content here at Edge of FT. Thanks for sharing this time with us today. The views and opinions expressed on Edge of NFT reflect solely those views and opinions of the show hosts and its guests. Please make sure to do your own research. Our show is not financial advice. You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk. Whenever making financial decisions, we recommend doing your own research and talking to your accountant for financial advice. 
From time to time, we may feature sponsored content on the show for which we receive value, and we may share links for which we receive a commission if you make a purchase through one of those links. Refer to our website, www.edgeofnft.com, for our full disclaimer, terms and conditions, and privacy policy.